do you see that you're literally breaking cycles of generational trauma? I didn't see it that way until recently, but I, I do. And that is a huge focus of mine, not only for myself, but I mean, for example, my partner has an eight-year-old son and I don't want to act and provide conditional love in the way that I felt like I received it. I'm very mindful of that. Hello, you beautiful soul, and welcome to the Evolve with Evelyn podcast, where we break through all the fears, obstacles, and limiting beliefs that are holding you back from the life, relationships, and business or career you desire. I am your host, Evelyn Huynh, founder of the Evolve and Unite Coaching Institute, speaker and transformational life coach specializing in inner child and generational trauma healing. Join me each week to heal and strengthen the relationship with yourself and activate your authentic voice so that you can evolve mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. Hello, hello, Megan. Welcome to our live coaching series. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you so much for being here with us and for choosing to do something that over 90% of the population would never dare to do, and that is just getting vulnerable. So thank you so much for being here. The question that I have for you is what ask or what is your ask or question for us today, for me today? Uh, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to dive in. My question I think that I want to bring to the table is how do I reassure myself that no matter what time I'm thinking of, what I'm doing is enough? Mm. So the question <laughs> that I have for you is like, in your body, if you were to be completely honest with me right now, is there a part of you that feels like you're not quote unquote good enough? Absolutely. Um, I would say I, I most often feel it like in my gut, like it's mm. a very central feeling. Mm, okay. So I'm really excited about this because for, if you didn't know, I do host, do offer something called a spark session. And that's actually my 90 minute intensive specifically geared around inner child and generational trauma healing. And the main thing that we heal on those calls is the wound of I'm not good enough. So fun fact, the two primal fears that we all experience as humans is the fear of I'm not good enough and the fear of I won't be loved. So to answer your question with like, how do I you know, continue reassuring myself that I, just correct me if I'm wrong, reassuring myself that I'm enough. And, you know, is that what you were asking? I'm just like trying to. Yeah, my, so what I'm thinking through in my head is like, no matter what is going on in my life, no matter how much effort I'm putting into anything, be it work or my relationships, um, hobbies that at that time and place, whatever I'm doing is still enough. Mm, okay. When I say the words, I'm not good enough, and you think about your upbringing, where do you feel like it started? Because think about it this way. When you came out of the womb, little Megan is like hippy dippy happy. You know, she's so excited for life. She's so confident in herself. She knows that she's enough. Like she will do things, fall, get back up again. But then at some point in the growing up process, we learn that who we are, how we sound, 
what we say, what we do, how we dress is not enough. So just take a second and just kind of think back to as little Megan, when was the earliest memory that you started feeling like I'm not good enough? I think two memories come to mind. One being my parents always had me in several activities. I felt like I had no free time uh, throughout my childhood and teenage years. Um, And I remember many conversations around not being allowed to quit things. Um, The other memory that comes to mind is like my first time I ever brought home an assignment that was not an A. Um, And that conversation being like, well, what happened? And how did you feel at that time? I mean, definitely dejected, very much like, like, well, what do you mean what happened? Like, (laughs) it's like, it's just a B, like, to me, that was, that was satisfactory. Um, And I remember thinking, like, I thought that I put effort into that, um, and that that was invalidated. So can you see, and how old were you at that time? I want to say probably middle school. Okay. And I guarantee you that there's probably instances and things that have happened even before that, that you probably don't even remember in your conscious mind. You're like nodding right now. You're like, yeah. So (laughs) the wound, the wound of I'm not good enough actually stems oftentimes majority of the time before the age of seven. And it kind of started when we were really young and majority of the time we don't consciously remember it until we do more of this work and dive more into inner child healing. Then like memories come up and you're like, holy crap. Like I remember when I was two years old and like my brother was born and then my parents put all my energy and attention, all their attention and energy into my brother. And then I just felt like I wasn't enough. Right. Or it can be in the instance of emotions. So for some reason, I feel like this is something that I wanted to bring up as you were talking did you ever, were you, did you ever have an experience where maybe little Megan expressed her emotions, whether it was like happy, sad, angry, and you were just doing what children do, expressing yourself in your fullest authentic self. And maybe you were told to quiet down, to not cry, that you're too loud, etc. Yes, absolutely. And I do you remember several times? <laughs> And do you remember that being like when you were pretty young? Yeah. Um, I don't remember the the phrasing that my mom used when I was growing up, but I remember her pretty consistently using some phrasing around like, I, I feel my feelings very big um, and making it sound like that was a bad thing. Mm. So do you see how even just in the last like 10 minutes, we've already brought up a lot of different things where you showing up as your authentic self. And then the reaction that you got was that's not good enough. Like I wasn't smart enough. I didn't get better grades. My feelings are too big. When, when something's too big, then it just means that it's not enough. Right. So do you see how little Megan from a really young age has been conditioned to learn when I express myself, it's too big. When I do this, it's too much. When I, it's not enough. So then we carry these wounds with us 
into adulthood. And what happens as children when we put all this energy, like when we don't feel like we're enough and we learn that correlates directly with not being able to trust ourselves, right? Because like, if we're actually fully trusting yourself, it's saying whatever we want, doing whatever we want and that being okay. But when we learn that that's not okay, then what do we do? If we can't trust ourselves, we trust the people around us. And that's where we start creating these patterns and habits of external validation, right? External validation from parents, from partners, from, you know, for you and I being on social media. I know when I started my business, it was like, if I didn't get a amount of likes, if my post didn't get any engagement, if my launch didn't get the number of clients that I wanted to get, and I literally made it mean something about me. And it was like, okay, well, Evelyn, if you're launched didn't go well and you wanted 10 clients and now you only have one, like clearly you're a shitty coach, but, and that's what majority of us fall into, but knowing that we're enough is like being so certain with ourselves, so that no matter what happens, it's like that launch just flopped because of something outside of like it, it flopped, not because I'm not enough, but maybe because there's so many other factors that came into play, <laughs> like the market, like, et cetera, et cetera. Is this resonating with you? Yeah, definitely. A lot of it. Um, and some of it I've been able to work through, you know, in my recent years. Um, but a lot of it is still lingering as well. Yeah. So obviously in this call, you know, we're trying, um, this isn't a spark session, so I can't go as deep with you as I would like, but some of the things that I really do want to highlight and want to make sure that you highlight on this call is, what are some of your strengths? Like, aside from everything, like just take away everything that has happened to you in your life, like all the things that didn't work out so well, all the limiting beliefs, all the judgments that you've heard or even had on yourself. I want you to just share with me, like think about, this is what I, this is an exercise that I actually get all my clients to do. And it's called a My Story Timeline. So oftentimes we're kind of just going through life and we're just pushing through and we actually never really take a second to stop and think about just how far we've come. So in those moments when you're doing certain things, it's so easy to be like, well, is this actually enough? Instead of feeling into the body, like, you know, who I am is enough, no matter how much I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want you to just think of, and I want you to share with me, what are some of the things that you have experienced that you've accomplished that and I'm sure a lot of what you're sharing is also in relation to your business like wait, am I doing enough in my business am I showing up enough am I you know etc cetera, etc cetera. so in terms of like just your skills your experiences the triumphs like share with me this is like your chance to just like gloat about yourself and what makes you really great because I guarantee you, you probably haven't done that in a while yeah, for sure. Um, and it's it's funny because like something that I, I learned very quickly growing up was like, we don't gloat. We don't talk about the things that we're good at. We don't talk about the things we've accomplished, but we have to do them. Like we have to accomplish these things, but we don't talk about them because that's bragging and nobody likes that. So let's talk about that a little bit more before we go into this exercise. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Um, I have always felt a very heavy pressure to achieve things. Um, that means that I've been in school for a long time. <laughs> uh, it means that 
I am constantly climbing, you know, the corporate ladder, um, always trying to do more. Um, so I have, you know, more like badges or whatever you want to call them. Um, and yet at the same time, like I grew up in a somewhat religious household, um, Catholicism specifically, and like one of the, the values that was preached pretty heavily was like, we don't want to brag about the things that we're doing because it can make other people feel badly about themselves. And we don't want that. So let me ask you a quick question. Do you believe that there's a difference between bragging and celebrating? I do now. Yes. Mm. And then the other question that comes up is where did you feel this heavy pressure to achieve things? Oh, (laughs) all, all my, um, years in therapy are really coming in handy with this (laughs) answer. (laughs) I love that. But, um, I definitely, definitely link it to like any time that I achieved something, be it, um, you know, some sort of sports competition or um, the honor society, you know, all of these things um, that achievers do in high school, especially. I was praised so much and given so much love. And like my parents would talk about me to their friends or like, um recently it's more like they'll post about what I'm doing in social media and things like that so it it became very much like I'm seeking all of this validation from them to make them proud or to get this love um through these like major life achievements Mm. and the other question that I have for you is do you believe that you're worthy of love without these achievements I do. And I will also say it took me a very long time to get to a place where I can say with certainty, like, yes, I do. Um, And it was only just within the last one or two years that I really got to that place. And I'm so glad. And I'm sure a large part of that was due to probably the therapy that, that you, that you got, correct? Absolutely. Okay. So going to like our little exercise. So now that you've, we've gone to this place where you do understand the difference between bragging versus celebration. And again, when we've been conditioned and programmed to act a certain way our entire lives, it's, it's easier said than done, right? Like we can go through years and years of therapy and understand like, yeah, I deserve to celebrate myself, but it's one thing to know that you can do that. And it's another to actually consistently do that. So even though in your mind, you're like, okay, well, I do understand that I'm not bragging, but it's also another thing for you to actually consistently celebrate yourself when you've lived years of being taught that that was bad, right? Mm -hmm. So now's your chance to just like really give little Megan some love because anytime, and I'm going to share with you a little secret that's really what's changed my life and my clients when we're going through life, especially in business and anytime we're feeling triggered, right. And trigger can, can be in many different ways. It can be, you know, even for me, it was like over the weekend, I was like, Oh fuck. Like I'm in a launch right now. I like, I need to be doing stuff. I need to get more clients and et cetera. And then my inner child is wounded. And it's like, if you don't do, 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 then like, you're not enough. But in that moment, it was important for me to recognize that one, it's safe for me to not be working all the time that I could take some time like to myself and that I'm actually enough without having to just constantly do, 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 which is so hard 
if you like people like me and you who come from households where you were praised and given all this love for doing well and then it was almost like if you weren't doing well then either you receive no love or things just kind of stay stagnant so when we think about the times that you're getting triggered it's actually the little version of us that's just not feeling like we're gonna get some love so then in those moments it's like how can we give our inner child love in that moment instead of feeling like we need to seek that love from like you know followers or audience or like parents being like yay you did it like you posted today you launched you you worked on the weekend so share with me what are some accomplishments that you know that you've accomplished um some things that you're really fucking proud of yourself for and that literally makes you one of you know a, a really great coach for the clients who are working with you um it's funny because as you were asking that question I was thinking to myself like what is the difference between the things that I've done that make me proud and the things that I've done that have made my family proud um for example finishing my master's program and becoming a board certified behavior analyst was something that I thought I wanted and I've done it but I did not feel a sense of pride when I did it I was just like "Mm, like check that box time to move on. Um, And so when I think about things that I'm actually proud of, it's things like starting a business (laughs) Um, and just like taking that leap. Um, And why are you proud of that? I don't want to just just like throw these things out there because there's a reason why and getting into the energy and the emotion of it. Like, why are you proud of yourself for starting a business and taking that leap? Um, It's a really scary thing to do that a lot of people think about doing and never actually pull the trigger on. Uh, so yes. I think like it says a lot about my level of passion and also bravery mm-hmm. uh, in taking that step. Okay, keep going. I'm living um, for this. Developing new hobbies, which sounds like such a small thing, but some background is I have for a long time been terrified of trying new things because I don't want to be bad at them. Ah, perfectionism. Yes. Mm-hmm. So in the last two years or so, I have at least tried and actually kept up with several different hobbies like painting and snowboarding, um, mixed martial arts, like things that are, they take some time to like be decent at. <laughs> uh, snowboarding kicked my ass the first few times I did it. Um, but I'll tell you five years ago, I never would have even tried because I was so afraid to fail. Mm. And I'm going to challenge you a little bit here. Cause I also know that you're a coach. So for those who are like listening, who are, let's say in positions to be a client of yours, how can that make you relate better to your clients? How can that make you a better coach for your clients than maybe somebody else who's still playing it safe in all areas of their life because they're afraid to fail? I think that I do a nice job of towing the line between meeting my clients where they're at in terms of recognizing fears that they do have Mm -hmm. and also challenging them um, Mm -hmm. and asking questions like, what would happen if you did do this? How would that feel? Mm -hmm. Um, And really helping them visualize and ideally, right? Like see that maybe it's not so bad on the other side Yeah. (laughs) Um, once you take that first step uh, because I've done it and I've felt that same fear that's I mean debilitating to say the least 
Okay. So you started a new business and you took that leap of faith. You are not afraid to try new things. What else? I want you to share with me like three more things. Okay. Um, and then your homework is to finish up that list until you like literally cannot think of anything else. <laughs> happy, happy to do it. <laughs> um, what great homework. Um, one thing that comes to mind is on the feelings front. Uh, I have always felt feelings very strongly, even so much as like, I can not watch movies or shows without feeling whatever the characters are feeling um prime example i was watching river monsters once years ago and started crying because a fish was dying and it was like in the moment i was like what is wrong with me (laughs) and now like years later it's something that i really um i think is a strength of mine it allows me to empathize genuinely with people i definitely consider myself an empath in the sense that if someone's telling me a story uh, i can feel what they're feeling and what they're sharing uh, which allows me to connect with people in really profound ways and through connection is where people feel safe and they trust you and it can actually be vulnerable you know in my times of being a coach, like I will honestly say the thing that's made me the most successful in the coaching that I do. And number a hundred percent of clients will say, Evelyn, like, I feel really safe with you. I've shared more things with you than I have with like 10 years of therapy. And not every single person can do that. And I need you to know that because majority of people, when they don't work through their own shit, when they don't heal their own wounds, when they're not in tune with their emotions, how on earth are they able to be in tune with other people's emotions? So these are definitely strengths that are so important for you to highlight on anytime you're in those moments of not feeling like you're a good enough or good enough coach, right? Quick question, side note, super random. What's your Zodiac sign? I'm a Libra. Do you know your other two? I, I do, I do, but not off the top of my okay. head. No, 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 no worries. Um, for some reason I'm like, I feel like she has a water sign somewhere in her chart. I probably do. <laughs> well, I will say the other thing that I've done recently is the human design. Okay. And I heard that you had a podcast episode on it too. And um, I'm a manifesting generator <gasps> myself. And I was like reading all the description. I was like, oh my God, this is so me. How have I lived my life this long without discovering this? (laughs) Right. And as manifesting generators, your job is to bounce around from thing to thing, follow the things that light you up. And, you know, oftentimes there's a cop, there's a, there's like this negative connotation that you're being wishy-washy or you have shiny object syndrome and you never finish anything like la, 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 la. So, I mean, I'm sure maybe as a kid, you might have experienced things like that. And then maybe you've gone like ridiculed for it, like being just too jumpy around. Absolutely. As an adult, even um, one of my strengths, which is what I was going to share, it does connect, <laughs> um, is I have a, so many passions. I have so many things that I have either been really passionate about at one time, and maybe that has now faded or like I can think of five or six off the top of my head where like, if I didn't need to sleep, I would do all of them. Um, and I think that that's, again, a strength. Uh, I'm not likely to stay in one lane for very long, uh, which means that I'm also really motivated to be like a lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that 
like the potential for growth is exponential no matter what context that you are talking about. I love that. And I lost count, but let's do one more strength mm. that you, and not even just a strength, something that you're celebrating yourself for or celebrating little Megan. I would say like my ability to adapt and overcome is something that has served me very well. Um, it served different purposes throughout my life. So mm -hmm. for sure, like as a child, it was really more of like, what do I need to do to like get my needs met and get the love that I'm craving? Um, but as an adult, it's much more of this, I know that I can overcome truly anything that life throws my way. Um, you know, a prime example being I had my lifelong best friend pass away when we were 22 and I am an only child and she was the closest thing I had to what I would consider a sibling, right? Having no real concept of like what siblings are like. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in my head, I was like, no, she's my sister and losing her was devastating. Um, I needed to cope with that and also leave on a study abroad trip two days later. And thinking about like that whole experience was so heartbreaking. Um, and yet here I am doing like more than ever in the best way uh, and being able to carry that with me in a way that's helpful as opposed to carrying that with me in a way that weighs on me. So along with what you just shared, one of the celebrations is that you've overcome grief, whereas so many people who would be thrown in the same position that you have would literally be in victim mode the entire time, right? Like things get, keep getting ripped away from me. Like, but it takes a really strong person to experience a grief like that and to turn it into something I don't want to say positive, but it's really like using that to empower you rather than to disempower you and go into the other way. And that's a huge thing to, to celebrate yourself for. So to kind of like slowly start wrapping this up, you know, when you're saying like in the things that you're doing at any given time, like how do I know what I'm doing is enough? Well, one, I do want to share with you, this is where, you know, some education comes in because I love teaching people things. Every wound of I'm not enough has actually been passed down. So it's often passed down from our parents, which then is passed down from grandparents. And I will tell you wholeheartedly after doing like how, like 40 different spark sessions, it follows the same pattern. When parents expect so much of their kids and always just praise them and want them to do all these different things, it's often because they want their kids to succeed in ways that, and do things that they might not have had the chances and opportunities to do. But then there's also a part of them that like never felt like they were enough. And then they kind of like pass that down onto their kids. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Totally relevant. <laughs> so when we think about generational trauma, if that wound of I'm not enough gets passed down to us, it has to start somewhere, right? So then their parents or our grandparents passed it on to their kids. So one of the most liberating things that I see on my sessions, especially spark sessions with clients is that when they recognize, like literally sit back and look at their life and be like, holy shit, anytime I don't feel like I'm good enough, I'm actually just carrying my parents' wound. And I've like carried it. 
And I think what's so cool about what you're doing in this world now, you know, going through therapy, being on this call with me, doing the work that you're doing in this world, like, do you see that you're literally breaking cycles of generational trauma? I didn't see it that way until recently, but I, I do. And that is a huge focus of mine, not only for myself, but I mean, for example, my partner has an eight-year-old son and I don't want to act and provide conditional love in the way that I felt like I received it. I'm very mindful of that. Um, and so it's something that I'm, I'm trying to now generalize in other areas of my life too, uh, because I reflect on it a lot. Mm. So in those moments that, you know, there's a part of you that feels like I need to do more. I need to say more. I need to, you know, what are some other things that you feel like I need to do more? I need to say more. What else do you usually come to? Uh, <laughs> uh, one big one is I, I do have a really challenging time, like just resting, just like being, um, <laughs> It's, I'm a busy body and not always in a positive way. I yeah. distinctly remember growing up, especially in my like middle school and high school years, being chastised and reprimanded for like having a lazy day and like spending all day, like watching movies, like that was a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't think about it until today. Um, and, and how that has manifested for me as an adult, because I feel so much guilt if my partner's like, let's have a movie night. And like, we, he's like, I'm suggesting that we sit down for several hours and watch movies. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I, I can't, I have to be doing something productive. Exactly. So do you see how there's like programming there? And then also like the guilt that you've literally carried with you from a child. It's so crazy you're saying this because my brother experienced exact same thing. I just remember as he's four years younger than me and every time like he's just sitting on his computer we're like why are you so lazy like and then it's almost like he lived into that manifestation so I feel like sometimes it, it happens either way we either live into that like oh well because I've been lazy my entire life I'm just a lazy person or people completely be the opposite you know what I mean and being mm -hmm. on either end of the spectrum is that all or nothing the middle the sweet spot is being in the middle where it's like it's actually okay to be a little bit lazy and it's also like important for me to also like get my shit together and do things right like yep. we can't just be sitting around all day but we also can't just be like go 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 because then you're going to turn into people you know I love my mother to death but like I see it for like in my eyes like she can't slow down like she's go even in her sleep like if that woman has a dream about something she needs to do she'll wake up and go do the thing and I'm like woman write it down <laughs> you're like look your face looks so guilty right now I'm like, yeah, that's me. I will get up in the middle of the night. If I wake up and I think of something that needs doing, I will get up and go do it because I don't want to take the chance of it, like leaving my brain. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm already awake. Yeah. yeah. You're it's so funny. I don't, I wouldn't go as far as saying I'm triggered right now, but I, because I'm not, but I am activated because this is, this was me. I actually struggled with meditating for a really long time when I first got kind of like, quote unquote, I don't want to say forced into it, but I was working with spiritual mentors and life coaches. Cause I was really struggling in my life. Like I was like, go, go, go from launch to launch. And then things just aren't working. Like I wasn't getting clients and I was beating myself up over it. And then my mentor was like, dude, like when was the last time you slowed down and, and actually tune into your body instead of just doing the thing. And I was like, never. So they recommended meditation. And if I'm being honest with you, Megan, it was the most uncomfortable time of my life 
because when I sat still on that meditation cushion, I, they, the anxiousness that was going through my body actually made me want to like punch myself. Like if that's how I would, would describe it, but I've come a long way in the last, like, I want to say I started this more, more meditation, even just beginning of 2020. Like this has all been like super recent. Cause it got to the point where my go, go, go self just wasn't functioning for me anymore. Like I literally would probably not even have a business if I kept going that way. So some of my challenges and action steps for you is one, continue celebrating yourself every day. And like, you don't have to always go back to the past, but I think it's so important for you, especially for people like us who are, who are recovering high achievers or perfectionists data for us doing well is clearly in our DNA. Like it's really important to us. So we might not always get that from, you know, other people like, oh my God, Megan, you did an amazing job. We need to give that to ourselves. And it's in like the most minute things. So for me, I get a kick and a high off of like breaking down my to-do list into really small, actionable tasks. But then like, you know, that the, the feeling of like crossing yeah. off something and you're like, <laughs> oh, I did it. But seriously, at the end of the day, before you go to bed, I want you to actually, I challenge you. This is a challenge because I know that's not going to be easy for you. I challenge you to spend some time with yourself and just like close your eyes. And if, if being still is really uncomfortable for you, maybe go on a walk. And this has to be solo. Like, I know you love your partner, but like, go do this solo, go on a walk, maybe like work out, like something where maybe you're able to move. I think that'll help you, but just kind of capture your day. Like, what did I do well today? Well, I sent that email. I, cause like sometimes life, you know, when you set a schedule of like, okay, I'm going to do these three things. And then you actually go into the day and then life just throws you in eight, eight different directions, right? You have to now call your credit card company and then you have to go do this. And then by the end of the day, you're like, I didn't even get the things I want to get done, done. And for people like me and you, we focus on the things that we didn't get done versus the things that we do. So something that has been really helpful for my clients and I is like, well, even though I didn't do these things, I called the credit card company. I, you know, scheduled this appointment. Oh, I scheduled the discovery call, like all these different things. And you believe it or not, it really helps your subconscious mind just kind of like celebrate itself being like, oh, like I did good today. You know what I mean? Because what feels like has been happening in the past is like, maybe things don't go the way that you want, or it doesn't feel like it's enough because you're not getting the things that you want. And then we're just beating ourselves down. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So that's number one, celebrating yourself more. And then number two, I want you to just like write down all the things that you have accomplished and like, look at that list often like your past, your entire life, even though maybe you getting your, what'd you say, bachelor's degree or bachelorate? My um, board certification. Yeah, board certification. Yes, maybe that wasn't something that you necessarily, you wanted to do. And for example, you know, I actually wanted to end school, like drop out of school two and a half years in, but I was like, you know, my parents are literally going to strangle me if I do this. So I need to finish it. So I actually didn't really finish it for myself. I finished it for my parents. But the thing that I do celebrate is like, I fucking have that under my belt now. And I get to say that in those times where I absolutely hated my life, didn't want to do this, I still finished it. And that's something that I can proudly stand behind, right? And then maybe that's also something that you can be proud of that I'm not, if when I, if and when I have kids, I'm, my kids are not going to feel pressured into doing something that they don't want to. 
because I know what it feels like. And that I think is something um, like that you should be very proud of because again, that's like breaking generational cycles. So it's like all those things that maybe have been like your parents' accomplishments, reframe it in a way where like it, everything happened for a reason. So there's a reason why you experienced that. So what is that reason? And get, be proud of yourself and celebrate that. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. And the last thing, there was one other thing that came up. Give me a second. Um, celebrating yourself daily. Um, write down your accomplishments. Ooh. So in those moments where you have that feeling, because it's a feeling in the body where it's like, I need to be doing more. I need to be more. I need to X, Y, and Z. Instead of just going automatically into doing it, because that is a trigger response, mm -hmm. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to just visualize little Megan in front of you. Take three deep breaths and just visualize little Megan in front of you. Because what's happening in this moment is that little Megan feels like she needs to do more to then be praised. But how about in those moments, you just decide that what she's done in that moment is enough and you can just give her love in that moment. You are a manifesting generator. I'm a generator. As generators, we generate energy by doing the things that light us up. So when you're forcing yourself, and I'm like literally speaking directly to me in this moment, like when we're forcing ourselves to work when our bodies like don't work or to post something because we feel like we have to, not because we genuinely want to, that's us literally like dimming our light. Not only that, but draining our battery. So remember like your, your type is one, you're meant to light up the world by following what lights you up. So if you're doing, and this is a really great checkpoint, because it's also something that's really helpful for me, is that when you in those moments feel like you need to be doing, 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 ask yourself, do I genuinely feel excited about doing this? Because there's going to be times where we're excited about posting something or excited about doing something. And then there's going to be moments where your ego, your inner child pops up and it's like, if I don't do this, I'm not going to be enough. Or I'm not going to be loved. That's when you can really discern, okay, this is my ego versus this is my higher self. So how am I going to navigate this now? Because when it's, it's genuinely excitement, okay, then you can trust, like, just keep doing what you're doing. But if it's your ego, then what can you do instead in that moment? Yeah. I mean, I think the answer, the answer is pretty clear is not do the thing and take that as a really clear cue that my body and my brain are craving something else. Yeah the cue but I also think it's important for someone like you who has a pattern of being an overachiever in the past like talking yourself also through that moment too because it's not as simple as just being like okay this is my ego just not gonna do because your body's gonna be like no I gotta go do it but I think it's like like slow down take a step and be like and this is I actually talk myself to talk to myself Megan like I'm like okay Evelyn you don't have to be working this weekend it's totally fine like you deserve a break going to be okay like go and you know swing on the swings go for a swim go take yourself out to dinner and then when Monday comes around you're going to be so pumped and ready to go and that actually helps me almost like coach my ego through it and it, it helps me like shut my ego down a little bit it's like well not shut my ego down it's like helps me actually like listen to my ego because oftentimes we like push that away and we're like I'm just going to keep doing the thing but it's like your ego is think about your ego as like your little inner child it's like no little Megan it's okay like we can actually take a break today and it's going to be okay and then we can get back to work 
on Monday and we're going to be more creative and more excited and more passionate than ever. And if you think about it as a little child, your little child's like, okay, I can sit with that instead of just like, shut up. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I'm carrying this with me into this weekend. (laughs) Yay. I'm so excited. Did you find this call helpful? Absolutely. Yay. Okay. So you are clear on what your action steps are moving forward. Yes. And write them down as soon as we hang out. Good. I love that. I love that. Um, and what is for everyone who's listening, what is one advice or one tip that you would give someone to help them evolve mentally, emotionally, spiritually evolve into the next stage of their life? Like what's one tip on your mind right now? What would you want to say to them? Um, I would probably choose uh, for every problem that you encounter, there's more than one solution and all of those solutions are already within you. You just had to find a way to bring them up. Oh, I love that. Well, Megan, thank you so much for just being so vulnerable with me on this call and for sharing your heart with the world. I love you so much. I appreciate you. And I'm so excited for what this next chapter looks like for you as you shift into celebrating the fuck out of yourself. So thank you. And I'll connect with you soon. Thank you so much. I'm so excited.